Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Andy Sports Talk. Oh, here with my boy E. What's going on, man? Long time. It has been. It has been. Too long. Baby. Yes, sir. Yeah, we back. So, um... So, yeah, a quick announcement, y'all. We're going to be doing our podcast every Monday uh, evening or afternoon, evening uh, time. We're going to try to get a podcast every Monday. So, look forward to getting it dropped on Tuesday, um, you know, from here going forward. And um, just, you know, try to get, like, a little regular schedule so everybody can keep, you know, following along so you can never, like, sit on the edge of the seat waiting for the next episode. Try to keep it consistent. But now that we're here. What's been going on, man? Talk to me, man. What's going on in the sports world, man? Yeah, yeah. So I think we, I think it's only appropriate we start in the NFL world. Um, and I want to start with probably the most annoying question I'm getting from everybody nowadays, and it's about the Cowboys and you know about Zeke holding out. Uh, we all know Melvin Gordon's holding out too from the Chargers, but he's not as important because he's not a Dallas Cowboy and he's not that good to be honest. But let's talk about Zeke for a minute. Tawan, do you honestly think this is a holdout? Or do you think this is just, you know, Zeke getting away, you know, getting a little trip, not ready to go to camp right now? Um, I mean, it, it could be. I mean, he wasn't going to be doing anything at camp anyway. Exactly. I mean, he wasn't going to be getting touched, not going to be doing anything. Um, I just, I mean, I know they're going to have to. I mean, he still has two years left on his deal. That's a, the big issue. Like, he has two more years left. And to me, I mean, I, you, of course, you don't want to risk injury, but, you know, you know, waiting until – I mean, I would say wait till next year of your deal and try to work something out next season because the market may go up, may go down. You may increase your value or decrease your value. You never know. It's like if that's the gamble you're taking, and I guess that's why he's holding out. But um, uh, I don't know, man. I just think he's just chilling right now. And, uh, I mean, it really makes no sense for him to be out there playing. It really makes no sense at all for him to be out there practicing. You know, I mean, he wasn't going to be doing it anyway, so – you know, you can you can miss me with all that all the team camaraderie, all this other man. Everybody, his locker right where it's supposed to be. Everybody know who he is. Everybody know he's the best player on their team. And so, you know, it's no, you know, it's not, that's, that's no secret. So, I'm I'm excited to see what what's going, you know, how it's going to play out. Whether they're going to pay him this year or they're going to try to play the waiting game. But I think ultimately they're going to have to pay him uh, pretty soon. And uh, you know, we'll see. We'll basically see how this see how this all works out. So I, I'm well. I'll tell you my thoughts. So tell me, tell me. I'll tell you my uh, another scenario that I'm thinking about. But give me your thoughts on the whole holdout. I'm just glad you had a sensible approach to it. Um, I think what people, people, first of all, a lot of y'all idiots out there who think this is really a holdout that's going to last into the season, you don't know shit about Jerry Jones or the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Jerry even said in an interview, "When have you known me to not get the deal done?" A lot of y'all forget that Jerry Jones is also a salesman and that he. He thrives on, you know, putting the Cowboys in the news, whether they winning or losing. He always wants them in the news. He wants to be making money. That's why they're the richest franchise in all the sports and the most popular, all of that. But, um, again, like, if Zeke was in camp today, y'all, what would he be doing? Nothing. He would be probably standing around. Drinking, drinking Gatorade. Is, exactly. Now, if he wants to go on a trip out of the country, great. <laughs> Have fun. Now, I don't want him out there only because that's a, that's a dumbass and that he's liable to get into some shit. But, again, the last time he went to Mexico on a vacation was when he was suspended. That boy came back cut up. I'm talking about tip-top shape. So, I'm not the least bit worried about this. Um, I predict probably week three. Not week three. I'm sorry. 
preseason week three, uh, you know, around week four, whatever, he'll be back in camp then. He knows the playbook. I hate when folks say he don't know the playbook. He's a damn running back. He doesn't have much to master. Like, what do you yeah. So, I mean, but uh, you said you had one scenario you think you want, you kind of want to talk about. Let me hear that. Yeah, so, so what What are your thoughts on the whole uh, trade Zeke scenario? Nah. Um, I, um, and when I first heard it, I was kind of like, I was like, I don't know. Let me think about it for a second. And after, after, you know, putting forth a little bit of thought, it might not, if they don't want to pay him, if that's the plan, they're thinking they're not going to pay him and they feel like they can get another viable option, you know, to replace. Because the Cowboys offensive line will, it's crazy to say that they will be better this year. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, than it was last year. They can feel like they could get. So here's the thing. Here's, here's, here's the scenario. Say, say the Chargers. Say the Cowboys trade a third-round pick to the Chargers for Melvin Gordon, give him ten million dollars. Would you take ten million dollars for Melvin Gordon and then trade Zeke for a first to second-round pick for a first-round pick somewhere? So you get a first-round pick plus Melvin Gordon for ten million versus paying Zeke. What's Todd Gurley gonna get paid? Fifteen, sixteen million? You say like sitting there? Yeah. That would that would allow you to sign Dak, Amari, Jalen Smith, and Byron Jones. With that space, yeah, and you get a first round draft pick. Yeah, if if I thought that was realistic, I would say yes. But the only thing is that Melvin Gordon is declining ten million from the Chargers as it is. So there's well, no nobody's way. gonna pay him that though. That's all he's gonna get. Right. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, if Dallas was to offer him ten million, like I, I don't see that being a difference in it. Um, we, we'd have to find somebody who's actually gonna give up. From what I would think, multiple first round picks for Zeke, and I'm not sure running backs are go at that going rate. Like, uh, I did hear on some TV the other day, I can't remember who was talking about it, but they were talking about the Herschel Walker trade. And I mean, I understand that, but also that was when I think running backs might have had running backs, in my opinion, had way more value back then. I don't think running backs have that type of value at this point, as we see. So, I mean, I just don't. If I thought it was, if I thought it was feasible, then yeah, I would say, hey, we'll bring in Melvin Gordon. Great, ten million dollars. I, th- I think the value of the running back is still high. I just think that they're. I don't think it's as high, only because look at the contracts they're getting. Like, you that's get true, but I mean, that's the, they, I mean, like, they still be getting paid. But here's my thing: um, you look at some of the best teams in the NFL. Like the one constant that they've always had. Like I think they're more replaceable. Um, but. I still think you gotta have a good back on your team. Well, that's um, yeah. The replaceable part is why I'm saying I don't think the values is high because again, C.J. Anderson. We talking about Todd Gurley, the greatest fantasy running back. What seemed like a, one of the greatest fantasy running backs we've ever seen. We've seen Gurley just do it all the field. We saw C.J. Anderson come in. That offense did not truly miss a a real beat. First of all, so I mean, you're right. Running backs are replaceable. Running backs get injured. Uh, Austin Eckler, I think you told me the other day. You he's better. Yeah, I, I think Austin Eckler is better than Melvin Gordon. Exactly. So I mean, it's hard for me to think that they have that much value. If I'm looking at my running back one and running back two, comparing them two to my wide receiver one, wide receiver two, I think there's a vast difference. Um, I think it's the difference between Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams. I think it's the difference between. Julio Jones and Muhammad Sanu. Like I just, I just think that's what it is. So yeah, I mean that's that's just my opinion though. Yep. So, so basically, you wouldn't take that trade. No, no, no. I would take the trade. I'm, I'm saying I would. I don't, I don't think it's possible. I mean, if it was a fantasy world, yeah, all day, give me that trade. But because I don't honestly see that shaking out, like I, don't, I don't, 
I, I don't see that haul that they got for Herschel Walker back then was like, what was it, like two or three first-round picks, you know, thirds and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I don't see no way in the world a team today would give up that much for the running back. Um, for I mean, we've seen the Falcons. We've seen teams move up in the draft to get Julio Jones and leverage multiple first-round picks. But for the running back, I, I don't think we've seen a running back get all that. I mean, do all that for a running back, though, I'm just saying. Yeah. It's interesting, man. I'm, I want to see how this is all going to play out. I just thought, you know, hearing that trade scenario, it was very, very intriguing. Yeah. Because the thought of, you know, the thought is you can bring back all of those guys. You know, they're going to have, you know, obviously they're going to have trouble. You have to pick one one of those guys. going to have to bite the bullet and be the franchise guy. So we're going to be talking about another hold out here pretty soon. But oh, yeah. I, hope, I hope the CBA allows for teams to uh, start um, – doing something like giving like a waiver with guys that they've drafted uh like waving some cap space or giving them more cap space uh to to uh to match any offer that their guy like uh, like any offer sheet that guy gets without costing them draft picks and all of that stuff because like you're basically punishing teams for drafting well yeah their team has had two knockout drafts back to back well here soon uh, your first, your first round, your for two first round draft picks. Well, they're gonna have the fifth year option. Your, your second round draft pick, they, their deal's gonna be done up. I mean, everybody else's deal's gonna be done up in four years. Then you're gonna come to a like you're gonna come to a, a standstill. Like, okay, we gotta pay somebody. Like, who are who can who can or can't we pay? Yo, yo, I'm sorry. I'm saying like I, I just don't want to see teams getting punished for drafting well when and then they end up can't you know not being able to play pay their players. Uh. Your your volume went super low, bro. Difficulties, but what I like I was saying, um, when I left off, um, I hate seeing teams punished for drafting well. Um, I feel like teams should be able to they have some type of rights to a player that they've drafted. So I would definitely love to see um you know, teams, you know, definitely uh Keep the guys that they drafted, yeah, and, um, and 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 hold on to them. Like it's just it's only right. You know, it's, it's almost like you're punishing teams to, for drafting well. And I don't like, and I like seeing players stay with teams for a long period of time. Um, like say, when one team had an option um, to match any offer, or just for guys that you've drafted. Now, of course, that has to become a a, a limit to it. Like you know, try to figure out maybe the, similar to the way that the NBA does it. You can say that that would call that would cause you know, risk with teams too, like signing players on one-year deals, uh, two-year deals, and stuff like that, just to see to try to gain their rights. So then you can sign them to a long-term deal after that. So um, I would definitely like, Cowboys are one of the teams that's in those situations right now. They're basically getting punished for drafting well. Uh, Jacksonville's about to be in that same predicament. They're gonna have to pay uh, Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah, um, yeah. They got sure. to pay Jalen Ramsey here soon. They're gonna have to, they ain't got. They ain't got to pay him. Now you're right. They don't have to pay him, but somebody gonna pay him. I mean, somebody might, gonna break the bank on Jalen. And might, that's just he it. He might get looked. Ain't gonna be the highest paid corner ever. So it just. I mean, I, mean, I, I do want to say that Jalen Ramsey interested training camp in the Brinks truck. Lord have mercy, y'all. I, look, I, if y'all ain't seen it, just go to YouTube, type in Jalen Ramsey Brinks truck in. 
That's, that's a lot of swag. I mean, he kind of seemed like one of one of the you know University of Miami guys. When I say Florida that. State. Like, what is he did a Florida State style, just like he was supposed to. I mean, you know. but um, <laughs> but yeah, like, but uh, Jacksonville is one of those teams that basically getting punished for drafting well. The the Vikings, another team, had a lot of draft picks, and they're essentially like they're gonna be strapped here the next couple of years on how figuring out which guys they're gonna pay. Um, so yeah, man, that's. That's that's pretty interesting, man. What's going on with with Dallas and and if I'm if I'm the Chargers, you know, I'm really not worried about Melvin Gordon at all. Yeah, I, I was about to say, what's your? Uh, so let me ask you this: if you had to, if you had to decide today, who's getting um? Are the Chargers gonna go into the season without Melvin Gordon on the team, like actually signed, or is he gonna hold out? Like, or is he gonna hold out into the season, or is he gonna? Nah, the- he's gonna come back once he realizes that that ten million dollars is all he's gonna get. It's the best he's gonna get from okay. anybody. Gotcha. So yeah, that's what I wanted to kind of see. Uh, yeah, I was wondering about your over, and I like that. Um, so let me ask you this, because I I kind of like what you said about you want to see teams get rewarded for drafting well, but how many teams have truly had to? I guess I'm thinking about this. Tom Brady, never gone anywhere. If a team wants you bad enough, they will keep you. The Steelers have always Tom kept Brady constantly takes pay cuts. Right, right. He does. He year. does. Uh, I, I, I go to Big Ben then. Big Ben, he's been with the Steelers. They want to keep him. I feel like with Antonio Brown, I don't really know if the Steelers wanted to keep him that much as far. But I, I, and I wasn't surprised by that. You go back, look through the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The last 15 years, they've recycled receivers over yeah. and over and over again because they didn't want to pay him. Yeah. Mexico Birds was gone. Santonio Holmes ended up leaving. Right. Mike Wallace ended up leaving. Um Emmanuel Sanders even ended up leaving. Uh now you got Antonio Brown, he ended up leaving. When Juju Smith shifts in a few years, once his stuff is up and they he ended up gotta make this big time deal, I would not be surprised they have another receiver on their roster. They just gonna move on to the next one. And I mean before they I mean they had Hines Wars before they, before uh Plexico, but Plexico was obviously the more talented player. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, once he moved on to New York, you know, ended up winning the ring and all that stuff. But, you know, Pittsburgh is – I mean, they've always done a good job at finding – I'll say this, they've done a good job at finding receivers, but they really haven't paid them like that. So, they've always just been moved on. Like, if they – all those guys that they drafted, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace, uh, Plexico, Santonio Holmes, um, who's another one? Uh, Antonio Brown. Just imagine yeah. if you keep these guys on the contract because they're drafted them. They can match whatever without having any cap effect, you know, affecting yeah. the cap. That's what you're saying. But I guess my thing is those guys, if they were – if they're still good enough, I still think the Steelers keep them. If I'm thinking about Santonio Holmes, when he left the Steelers, I don't really remember him being, you know, all that when he left. I don't remember – um, he was Mike, good. I, Remember, he went to the Jets. He went to the Jets. He wasn't. I mean, he was okay. He was he good. Was, they went to the AFC Championship game. He was like their best player. Well, one of their best players. Yeah, but they had Ryan. Team, I mean, they and had then he had Mark Sanchez. That's a big drop off from Big Ben to Mark Sanchez. Right, right. That's, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, he had a team like Mike Wallace when he left. I can't remember what the hell Mike Wallace did when he left. Like, what did he do? It was different. Oh, I mean, he had, like, I mean, he got paid in Miami. He did. And then he, he had was, one yeah. year in, um, I think he had one decent year in Miami, too. But again, you know, you gotta have a quarter somebody to get you the ball. Big Ben is obviously the the the, the you know the the mainstay there. Yeah. And um, you know, one of the reasons why these guys had a lot of success. Um, but yeah, I just yeah, Mike Wallace had one stop in I think Minnesota for a year, and then Teddy Bridgewater was his quarterback, and Teddy Bridgewater can throw the ball forty yards. 
Um, so that was like a bad match. That was a bad. That was a big mismatch for them. I think they had one okay year in Baltimore, something like that. So you know, it's a lot of, a lot of stuff they got to do. Um, you know, they try to try to get him the ball, but you know, I I don't know. You know, Ben is definitely the mainstay, but I still think uh, you know. You got to – I think the NFL, the new CBA, they need to figure out a way because it really hurts running backs. And it really – because you want it. Because I know, that, like, the franchise is a strap. Like, they want to reward the running backs for the things that they're doing and the things right. that they might do. But at the same time, you're looking at the shelf life of a running back. You're like, oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I might be able to replace him or he might not be as good in a few years. But, you know – what if he isn't? What if that? I mean, it could be a problem. Remember what happened with that? Jerry experienced this firsthand with Emmitt Smith. He didn't want to play Emmitt Smith and Charles Haley by beat everybody behind an old organization. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after hurt. that, because yeah. I mean, he about tore the locker room up. So told, told Jerry Jones, "You better pay Emmitt Smith." Emmitt got his contract like the next day. He did. Yep. That's why I uh, find it so dumb that people keep saying, "Well, the Cowboys, he gonna he gonna hold out." He's not holding out into the season. Jerry's been he's done this dance before. Like, yeah. And there's a reason that even if Dallas is losing, they're gonna be headline news. Jerry knows how to make money. He's just playing with y'all. Like he's just <laughs> he's just getting the headlines. But uh, I just read a ridiculous article. I know I had to get your opinion, even though I can't stand your opinion on this. Um. It said Lamar Jackson is a completely different quarterback from last year, says Albert Breer, the beat writer. What, I, I know you've probably been keeping up with it. What the hell is Albert Breer talking about with this different I, I I agree. I don't know what the hell he's talking about either because Lamar's the same guy that I've, I've been saying in years. And, um, oh, he's, I mean, when I, looked at, when I looked at him, you know, coming, I thought, I thought he was the best player in the draft. Oh, I God. thought he was um, – See, see y'all. Well, I mean, look, I thought he was. Listen, it's the same thing when the well, listen when I saw the boy playing in high school because I was coaching down in Florida, um, around that same time he was in high school, and I saw it then I was like, who is this dude? All right, this dude, like he was down here with the um, he was going to Pompano Beach High School, and I'm telling you, man, this dude was like, all right, this dude was a freak, and um, I saw it back then, but they kept talking about how he can't throw, he can't throw, and it's a lot of that stuff you hear on ESPN and all these other networks. They just paired and stuff that they they don't even sit there and watch the games. I'm like, there's no way you can sit there and talk about somebody throwing the ball when they're asked to throw the ball ten times a game. There's no rhythm being everything's off play action. You got two man routes. Like there's no going through reads. I'm like, this, this is this is just this awful. Uh, receivers can't get in separation. They all, I mean, it was it was it was just it was just bad. And um, now granted, he does he did have. I mean, he's not the most accurate quarterback, <laughs> yeah. and I'm sure he's got better. Um, that's all players do. That second, yeah, second and third year is usually when the player has their biggest jump. No matter what the position is, that second and third year is usually when you're going to see the biggest jump in their play. So I think he's going to be better. Uh, I think he has a much better offensive coordinator uh, with Greg Roman. And uh, you know, I, I got watching today. Um, uh, they had a joint practice with Jacksonville Jaguars, and um, I think he had two hit, through the whole day. He had three incomplete passes the whole entire day during the joint practice. That's in seven on seven. And in team drills, he had three incomplete passes. Killing and, uh, everything Kill else, he's just dropping it in there. Jalen, killing Jalen ass over there. No, that, no, watch out, man. Watch out. <laughs> you know, he, he was smart. He stayed away from Jalen. He went at Jalen one time, threw a lot route on him, but he ain't messed with Jalen too much. He's smart. Uh, but, um, uh, but they, I mean, they did. I mean, I just like all the talk and all that noise surrounding him. Like, I think he's so his skill set is so. 
different that yeah. scares people. Okay. Like it scares right. people. And like they just because they don't they haven't seen it or they don't understand it. They just want to just always say, Oh, this he can't do this. He gotta do this. Or they don't understand it. Oh, Michael Vick only ran the ball 14 times in the game. Then Lamar um, most he ever ran 14. Lamar ran that 14 every time. Like it's the different game. It's a different play class. Michael Vick was playing today. Michael Vick will be running the ball 18, 19 times a game, too. Be running options. And stuff like that. Michael Vick was scrambling 14, 15 times. And Lamar Jackson really doesn't even scramble that much. He does a, makes a conscious effort to try to stay in the pocket and throw, but they just don't call that many passing plays. But I guess they'll open this stuff up for him. And he's getting, of course, all the first team reps now and not being the gadget guy like he was for a rookie. And so now he's actually getting to throw the ball and people are actually getting to see it. And now you see him getting into a rhythm. So now they're seeing what time it is. So I look, like I said, Lamar Jackson, people ain't gonna keep sleeping on him, but I'm telling y'all, for the season over with, people are gonna be like, "Man, this this dude is like he's he's different, he's different." <sighs> All right. Um, okay. Now that we done with that, um, right quick, uh, the top 100. Um, I'm sure most of y'all already seen it. Aaron Donald deservedly got number one, which I was very happy to see because, I mean, I don't feel like defensive tackles get a lot of love, but that dude is a is a freak. So, um, congratulations to Aaron Donald. The one that surprised me, though, Drew Brees at number two. That was that's ridiculous. <laughs> that was ridiculous. I, I couldn't help but – so put yourself in, in the – put yourself in their mind, Twan. What What is it about Drew Brees that puts him that high? Like I, because I'm I'm kind of lost on. I, first of all, I don't nobody dislike because he's a good player. Nobody dislike. You know when they make I, those I lists, that. they I, put they put a list of twenty players. So you yep. know there are people on there probably hating on Tom Brady. There are people hating on other folks. But everybody, everybody knows Drew Brees is a good player. Then everybody likes him on top of it. So he's gonna be on everybody's list. So that's why I think he made it up there in the top twenty. And I think everybody else like you got people hating on guys. You know, Pat Mahomes. But, I mean, oh, we, heck, we, I mean, listen, we saw what Pat Mahomes is, okay? Man, there's <laughs> like, no way that, that Pat, Pat Mahomes, like, I wouldn't have been mad if he would have been number one. I thought, like, it was gonna just, be. I thought it was going to be him and Aaron Donald at battling yep. for the point. That Drew Brees, that just, I, it kind of lost a whole lot of credibility seeing that. Oh, and then not having Quint, the best interior offensive lineman in the NFL, did not even make the NFL top 100. I just wanted to, like, he was literally the best offensive lineman in football last year as a rookie. They showed, the top 100. they showed a few plays. Well, the only reason I kind of didn't understand, I didn't understand it either. I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm on your side with this, but they showed a few plays where Quentin Nelson most definitely got blown up, and I started thinking to myself, they they found the worst possible highlights they could have found of Quentin Nelson to put on there, like whenever these dudes were going at him on defense line stuff. But I, I mean, I agree with you. I couldn't believe Quentin Nelson wasn't on there. Um, one of the things I thought was the funniest. People hate J.J. Watt. Um, I'm not sure if y'all saw, but Taylor Lewan from the Titans, when they asked Taylor Lewan what he thought about J.J. Watt, Taylor Lewan damn near walked off the set. He said he didn't want to talk about that guy. That guy sucks. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And and I realized, I found out just from, not just from him, but you see players tweeting, uh, guys do not like J.J. Watt at all. <laughs> like, they mm-hmm. they cannot stand him. And I keep, I now, I've got a game I want to watch this year. <laughs> I cannot wait to see the Titans play the Texans because I I, I want to see Hell, Taylor Lewan going to be suspended and stupid behind. I mean, he's only suspended for a few games. He ain't going to be spending that long. 
But whatever. I just thought that was funny though. Like you can tell the players that get hated on and the ones who don't. I agree with you about the the Tom Brady one. I, I didn't think that was so much hate as it was just being real. He didn't have the statistical season that he usually had. Right. But, um, but yeah, that DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, you could tell them guys got all the respect in the world from them DBs, boy. They they give them dudes all the respect in the world. Um Yeah. Uh right quick bonus topic. Madden came out. We got the Madden uh the Madden so called self the self proclaimed Madden guru torn on the phone with us. Oh uh, yes sir, yes sir. You know, you know. What do you and don't you like about the game this year? Um, I like the I I well I I'll start with the positives first. Uh the run mechanics are much better. Um uh, I kind of like the uh, I like the little uh, X factors things that they've added to the game. Um, I still got some issues with some of these ratings, but uh, overall, <laughs> uh, the positives I think they did a they did a good job as far as uh, making the game better than it was last year. Of course, there's still more improvement. Things I don't like I think the pass rush is way too overpowered right now. Um, the pass rush is just, it's, it's it's absurd. Um, the run is way too overpowered right now. Uh, the run game, there, there's a, a, a arm bar things like if you're playing money games and stuff online, only p- teams people play with is well are the the Dallas Cowboys because hey. he has a uh, hey. he has an X factor uh, that arm bar X factor. So all people do is just stiff arm people. That ain't what that ain't why I hear. And then they play with the Jets because Le'Veon Bell got the stiff arm, the arm oh, bar. Lot. And they play with Cleveland because Nick Chubb got the uh, arm bar. So I don't know three running backs on the game. We got this arm bar X factor animation, and like they basically just stiff arm everybody down to the ground. It's like it's like it's so overpowered. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, um, you know, I mean, it's it's like it's it's, it's pretty it's pretty insane, but. Um, outside of that, I would say the game is it's, it's, it's done a lot better. Some of the animations are still ridiculous. Like, there are a couple of the X-Factors, like, I don't like. Like, there there's one X-Factor called Double Me, and it's like a player gets in the zone, you have to double oh, him where he's going to catch that ball. Yeah. And, like, I, if I'm, like, it don't matter. If you sitting in front of the quarterback and throw you the ball right to you, and that dude could be five yards away, but if he come in there and press triangle, they're going to give him animation to catch the ball, even though you're in perfect position to get an interception. It's absolutely absurd. <laughs> um, so they, they, I, I don't like that, and um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I thought they did a better job. Of course, they got to patch a few things. They definitely patch that arm bar stuff to make the game more compatible, and then they got to give like some of the other veterans, like like them other other people who need X factors. Like I, I, I don't, I don't understand why Patrick Peterson has no X factors at all. I don't understand how Drew Brees don't have some of the stuff that Tom Brady has as far as, like, making audibles and checks, or Phillip Rivers, for that matter. All the veteran quarterbacks should have some of those things that, um, that yeah. he has. There's a lot of players who, uh, that are really good football players who have no X factor. Um, so, other than that, man, I just – I think they did a good job. So, you know, right now I'm doing pretty good playing people. So, you know, you know I, I'm always going to do me. So, <laughs> yeah, it's what it is. The X Factor, I played with the other night. I was online playing. I had the Eagles. Um, Fletcher Cox has some kind of either fear mom mm. or something. I don't know what it's called. But when I tell y'all, I did not touch Fletcher Cox. I played linebacker the whole time. Fletcher Cox had nine sacks in that game. I tell you, they, they'll I, do it. When I tell Ridiculous. you, he's unstoppable. I played against the Rams one time on practice mode. Aaron Donald did not let me get a pass off out of about 25 passes I tried to throw. Um, <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> so, 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, Madden came out. I mean, I love when new games drop because it's it's always a good feeling when they drop. You know what I'm saying? You get to kind of test them out, play friends and whatnot. So, um, I mean, I look forward to you know, I look forward to having some fun with Madden. Um, I guess to go ahead and kind of transfer to the next topic right quick. This one's gonna be a quick one. We talking about a little bit of college football. We will have a college football podcast eventually, uh, but not today. Um, really, I just want to talk about Netflix's uh new one that dropped last chance you um the coach is it jason brown his name yeah let me just get your overall thoughts on what do you think of him before you get talking about the season i think he's ridiculous he's uh he's definitely over the top now granted it doesn't i don't think he's like the way he puts on like he puts on all the time and i don't think he's like that towards all his players like the guys that do what they're supposed to do I don't think he's like that towards them. But at the end of the day, I do think he had his best kids' interest at heart. Uh, I, I do think he loves to coach football. The way he goes about it sometimes, communicate it, can can be a little harsh, can come off a little harsh sometimes. I mean, it wouldn't bother me. I mean, I had a tough coach in college who said anything and everything to any and everybody. Didn't care who you are, coaches, everybody. He's going to say whatever <laughs> you want to say and call you every which kind of name. And you're either going to laugh at it or you're going to go in your room and cry one or the other, or you're just going to suck it up and take it like a man and get yourself together. So, I mean, it really didn't bother me, but I know we live in such a soft, sensitive, um, PC, politically correct society. And, um, you know, he's just a little bit too old school uh, for that. But other than that, I, mean, I thought he was, oh, he's an okay guy. It just, you just got to know, you got to know the climate. You got to know what, what you're in. You got to know that the time and the place to say everything. And obviously he wasn't cognizant of that. Um, especially with all those cameras around, and you're probably just feeling himself a little bit too much. So yeah, yeah, I think that's natural that he probably got to feel, smell, you know, smell himself. Like you said, um, I mean, I've also had tough coaches growing up, not necessarily talking to you to the degree that he did. It seemed like he went just for the more disrespectful route, which, I mean, if you yeah. that old school, sometimes it can. I know it really talks about where he grew up at, which I get it, but. I'm going to just be honest. I thought this season, um, I, I kind of blame Netflix for dropping the ball here because how the hell do you have the number one JUCO athlete in the country and that man gets maybe two minutes of screen time the entire documentary? That like, yeah. that, that made me so mad. Um, I mean, he's actually got players on the team that are they're decent, you know, that can get somewhere that you hardly – you didn't hear anything about, really. All you heard about was the negatives and – if I hear one more story about Bobby damn Bruce, uh, that, oh, God. That, Ooh, tight as hell. Sorry as hell, first of all. Um, <laughs> tight as hell. Yeah. That, oh, boy. It, it's, it's like they went, for, they went for the worst stories they could possibly find or the worst or the saddest stories they could find. They just want to make a story out of it, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Um, I always kind of find the not the guidance counselors, but I guess the people that are trying to help the kids in the classroom. I always find them interesting because you can. Yeah. I feel like you can tell the ones that actually help the kids all the time, and then you can also tell the ones that, yeah, he trying. To, he found out Netflix was coming, and he went ahead and got him a job teaching like last week sometime. So mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I kind of thought that was interesting. Oh lord, one Robbins just got a home run hit off of him. Yeah, all right, tighten up, little lead, one Robbins. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I just – I don't know. Like, the season just in general, um, I didn't really care too much for. I felt like Netflix tried to go into the city and the town. Ain't nobody give a damn about that city and town. Like, we, we care about football. We, we want to watch football. So, um, I don't know. Did you care for the season at all? Did you like the season? 
Nah, I was uh, I like watching that stuff because it kind of like it kind of brings back that uh that that locker room feeling. Yeah, being you know camp and practice and stuff like it kind of brings back that. And um, I, I like that part. But as far as you know, uh, this year it was concerned, like you said, man. Like there's so many talented and good players. Like I want to see them play. Yeah, you know. And I want to see what they could do. I want to hear their stories. But it just seemed like they always focus on mostly all of the negative stuff and try to spin everything as negative as possible, which is common for everything going on in society. They try to make everything, you know, they try to focus on all that crazy stuff. When, you know, I want to see these, I want to watch this to, you know, get the football aspect of it too. I like, I like hearing the stories um, and everything. But I also want to, like, I like Bobby Bruce had way too much TV time. Way too like much. who the hell care about that? Did he, he didn't do shit last year when we were watching him. What, what yeah, about he didn't do anything last year, and um, but he's a good story for people who you know watch it just to watch the story. Like he should have just had like a a small couple things. You give him little updates every now and then on the episodes, but like I don't need to hear them give speeches and tell them why they feel the way they feel and why this that no. no. Yeah, like, talk to me about the guys that's going on D one. Like give them those type of stories. Let's let's see what they're doing right. And um, and I think a lot of kids need to see that. Like, my my son watched the whole thing before I did. And, uh, like, I want him to see the guy, what the guys that are making it, what they're doing right. I don't want him just to see the stuff that's going on wrong. Watch the guys that are doing the right stuff. I feel the exact same way. Like, I mean, you you have these guys who are about to go to D1 schools who can have their profile boosted more. But, yeah, they didn't get no TV time. Like, again, I don't know how my guy went to the University of Georgia, that defensive end. The number one JUCO athlete in the country gets zero TV time. And, like, I actually watched the interview last night on YouTube. Uh, it was uh, Jason Brown was on somebody, doing, doing an interview with somebody. And I think it was uh, Pat McAfee, matter of fact. And uh, he was basically talking about the same thing. Like, y'all come record all these hours of footage, yet the, one, the kids that I have that are going somewhere, you don't show anything about them. All you want to show is – you know, my losses, me blowing up, me calling myself Hitler to that guy and then everything else. But you don't show anything about the guys who are making it, who can actually be something one day. Like, so, I mean, I, I did kind of agree with him. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess, uh, well, one good thing coming up for me, at least, is that if, you, uh, if you're if you a fan of QB1, the other series that, you know, Netflix puts out, that comes out August 15th. So, we do not have too much longer for that. That pretty much follows three quarterbacks around the nation. As they, you know, finish up their senior year, uh, I, I really can't wait to see that. But um, I guess other than that, uh, anything else you got on last chance, you? Nah, man, that's it. I hope it gets better that next year. Hope they go back to East Mississippi. Yeah, <laughs> or go to one of them uh, JUCOs out in Cali, man. I'd like to see one of those too. They got JUCO. I don't think I know anything about them. Okay. Yeah, they got a lot. Of, they got a couple of them out there uh, in California. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, uh, next topic, uh, we should be done here pretty soon, actually. I wanted to kind of do something on the USA team, uh, dropouts, because I don't understand who the hell is playing basketball for the USA team later on the month. <laughs> um, just to kind of go over this really, really quickly, uh, Bill Simmons in the ringer got a really good article called Who's, Who the Hell's on the USA Team Still? <laughs> uh, it says the people who – are left on the roster. I'm going to just go by who's left on the roster. I'm not even going to go by who declined it because any player you could think of that's famous, he declined it. So, Kim, Kimball Walker, Donovan Mitchell, Kyle Lowry, Marcus Smart. Those are our guards right now. 
Wings. Chris Middleton. Oh, them, them the guards? Those are the guards. Oh, we, hey, I'll be happy with a bronze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll be happy with a bronze. Look, the wings we have. Kyle Kuzma, Thaddeus Young, Jalen Brown. Possibly Chris Middleton and Jason Tatum. It says pending <laughs> their cancellation. And Harrison Barnes. Uh, the the bigs we have. Here's the, here's the part that that makes me laugh so hard. The bigs we have on the roster: P.J. Tucker, Mason Plumley, Bam Adebayo. <laughs> wow. Miles Turner could possibly become a big. They're not sure yet. <laughs> wow. Uh, and that's it, Twan. So, um, I mean, look, my, my boys just y'all just heard my boy say that he's fine with, uh, you know, <laughs> a bronze. Look, I, all I know is I just read an article from Giannis saying he's coming for first place. He's coming for the gold. Um, I don't know if we got somebody on our, any of our roster that can stop Giannis. Uh, oh hey, no. Uh, Spain usually has a Giannis going to have all his brothers. <laughs> yeah, <man>. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah Spain's gonna be good. Australia's got a, a really good team. Mm-hmm. Canada's got a really good team. Yeah, man, they're they gonna be in trouble, man. <laughs> Spain, Spain is always good. Um, France is always good. Um, I don't know. I don't think Tony Parker's gonna be playing. Oh, he might play in it. I don't, I don't know. I gotta look into that. But France used to get. I know they have some some pretty good players playing. Um. Man, well, that team is just garbage. Man. Let's just that start, team might let's not just start have won here. A basketball tournament. Let's just start uh, here. Who, who's the star player, Twan? <laughs> on the who's the guy that we're who's who's the guy who's gonna win MVP, Twan? On, on our well, team? how many all star? Like, first of all, who on the team can make a jump shot <laughs> consistently? Uh, I, I, I can't think of one. I would say Kimba, somewhat. Oh, uh, he's yeah. shooting off the dribble. He got the ball in his hand. He's not an international <laughs> style player. Well, Kuzma. Man, heck, man, no, <laughs> man, that team is terrible, man. Why, why didn't they get some of the good young guns in the, in there? Like, where's they declined? Uh, no, you know what? I'm, I'm glad Zion you asked. and uh, uh, declined. I'm glad you asked. Zion uh, declined. I'm gonna go ahead and go down the list of who declined. Okay. Okay. Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, Bradley Bill. Okay, no three probably wouldn't have made it anyway if all the, the real stars played. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, James Harden, Eric Gordon. Those are the guards from the climb. All right, uh, Gord, Gordon and DeRozan never would have made it. Right. The wings. Uh, now, this this is when we laugh. The wings who declined. J.J. Reddick, Tobias Harris. They put Montrez Harrell here. <laughs> and Paul Millsap declined. <laughs> so, the bigs who declined. This actually isn't a bad group, but Anthony Davis, Kevin Love, Andre. First of all, who, who the hell is Andre Drummond to decline an invite anywhere? <laughs> you should be happy to be invited anywhere. First of all, you're sorry. <laughs> Leave yeah. alone, man. Julius Randle was the last person who declined. Now, man, I, I, man, I need what, a, what trials? I need to go try to get on the team. So, <laughs> golly, this is terrible. Look, funny story now. Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> According to Bill Simmons, could not be reached for the interview. <laughs> but they're saying Carmelo would decline this shit, and Carmelo ain't played basketball. He's been begging to get on the team. So I just feel like, look, if we if we don't win gold this year, I'm not gonna be at least be surprised. It's probably gonna mess around, and spur another one of those moments where the next, whenever the next Olympics are, 
everybody's going to come out and actually play again like it did that one year when uh, LeBron and Wade and Melo and them lost. But, um, yeah, this is – Yeah, then they needed Kobe to come back and lead them. Yeah, yeah, this is just ridiculous. Coach K. Flat out ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, um, getting off that topic, uh, we actually I'm, – I'm glad we kind of mentioned Melo. We had a question from the crowd from my guy BJ, and uh, he wants to ask me and Tuan this week, the uh, hold on, pull up right quick. Um, we all know pretty much what that is when players are about to retire, they kind of do a little, uh, I guess, uh, last season tour. going around. Um, what what exactly qualifies for the farewell tour in your opinion, Quan? Um, I think it's different for different sports. Can you hear me? A little bit. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, are you good? Go ahead. Yeah, um, I think it's different for different sports. Uh, I think in the NFL, just basically a Hall of Fame career and a guy that's kind of like you know it's pretty much his last year. And um, I, I don't know, it's kind of hard to say because NFL guys rep- retire usually after they're out of the league for a year, so it's it's kind of different. Um, unless they just announced before that they're going to have this is it, right? And they usually get their farewell tour. NBA is different. I think you need to be a multiple-time champion mm-hmm. and a perennial all-star to deserve a farewell tour. Um, I believe Carmel. I don't put Carmelo Anthony in the same class. Uh, I put him. I put him very close to the class, but not in the same class as a Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce didn't get a farewell tour. And so Paul Pierce doesn't get one. Carmelo doesn't get one. And I like Carmelo. He's a mellow man. That's my guy. I like him. You know, had the Braves, headband, the jersey, everything. But he does not deserve a farewell tour. Dirk got his farewell tour this year. Uh, Duncan got his farewell tour. Uh, D-Wade got his farewell tour. Kobe got his farewell tour. These guys are champions. You know, perennial all-stars. Year in, year out. Led that team to titles. Led that team deep playoff runs. Um, I just, there's no way. I mean, they, those guys won finals MVP, you know. And I just, I just, I can't. I, I just, there's no way Melo can get can get a farewell tour. Not on that, not on that type of level. He doesn't. I get. I just, I can't see how anybody can argue that he deserves one. I think I'm a little different on this one with you because um. I don't, I don't necessarily think you have to necessarily uh, – I guess for me it's more of a what kind of impact did you have on the game, like for me personally. Like say, for instance, for me, uh, the one that came across to me that, I, that stuck out to me really hard and I had a hard time deciding on, Allen Iverson, in my opinion – well, I'm going to ask you first. Should AI have gotten a, a, a farewell tour? Um, yeah. My but answer, he, yes. Yes, but he led his t- – uh, led a, a – a group of ragtag teams to the finals, stole game one. They got beat the rest of them. But he also was a league MVP, perennial all-star. He got started getting bounced around the league at, towards the end. But, he's, I mean, rookie of the year. I, I mean, just his impact is versus Carmelo's impact is is night and day. So, I would say AI, yeah. Uh, even though he didn't have a title. I, that, that's, ooh, just, that's how it's just. I don't think that's you. Tough. That's I tough. I think if your impact was like AI, first of all, AI could have went to any arena he wanted to, right? They would have sold out. I remember, yeah. I remember the Hawks games when we went, we went to see AI when I was little. 
that arena was probably 75% Iverson fans, headbands, jerseys, Absolutely. everything. Yep. So AI, in my opinion, a farewell tour would have been perfect for him because even though he didn't have a title, the boy had impact on the game like probably nobody ever will again as far as like this mm-hmm. guy with that kind of swag. Um, let me ask you this. I mean, I agree, I, by the way, I agree with Carmelo. I don't think Carmelo deserves a farewell tour. Um, when you mentioned Paul Pierce just now, uh, personally, I don't think Paul Pierce had that kind of impact on the game to get a farewell. I know Boston, you know, they love him, but Cali loves him being from there, but I don't see a farewell for Paul. Uh, let's go baseball. Ken Griffey Jr., one of my favorites. Did he deserve a farewell tour? Yes. It's the greatest baseball player of all time. Agree. Uh, let's see. I don't care much this comparison, but uh, well, my buddy's brought up Charles Barkley. I don't think Charles would have gotten a farewell tour. Um, I guess I don't. I don't know. I th- I think his personality. I think personality wise, you know, being on NBA TNT with Shaq and them, I think that's probably boosts his profile a lot more than I guess him when he played the game. But what do you think about Charles Barkley? Oh, uh, I think he would. I mean, he he he's the M- a league MVP. Um, you know, went six games with the Bulls in the finals. Uh, he should have won league MVP like in like eighty. I think it was like either eighty eight or eighty nine. One of the whatever, whichever year the last year Magic won, Barkley should have won it that year. And matter mm. of fact, Charles Barkley got more first place vote, votes than um um Magic Johnson that okay. year. But Magic somehow still won, like some crazy thing. But more people voted for Charles to win the award. And um, I didn't know that. I, yeah, and so Charles actually he should be a two time league MVP. Um, even though people argue that he shouldn't have won the second one because George should have won that one. Um, but. I mean, I, I just, yeah, I, I mean, his impact on and off, you know, he played on the Dream Team, um, his personality. Um, I could see him getting one. I wouldn't be opposed to him getting one. Now, I wouldn't be trying to go out my way to try to give him a farewell tour. But, um, you know, and another thing I think, too, man, is that you got to be on the team you started with uh, to get that tour at the, in the end. Like Vince Carter, I I don't think I think Vince Carter gets a farewell tour if he plays for the Raptors again. I don't want to see him on a farewell tour with the Hawks. Like that's just gonna be pathetic. I don't want to see. I'm glad D Wade went back to Miami to get his farewell farewell tour. I'm glad Kobe's was with the Lakers. Dirks was with the Mavs. Uh, Duncan's was with the Spurs. Ginobili's was with the Spurs. I mean, even though they kind of like didn't really know what his you know was doing. Like I think Tony Parker would have got his farewell tour. Had he come, had he stayed in San Antonio, like this is my last year, they would have gave him a farewell tour, playing with that same team. But there's no way he could get one in Charlotte. Like, it was like, so is, uh, so is a farewell tour to you? Hold on, what is it to you? Because I guess I'm thinking a farewell tour is when you go to all arenas. I, I don't see no way in hell people come out to see Tony Parker at most arenas. Like, no, no, but it's different. It, it's different. I'm saying like from from a team aspect. So if they're playing with that team, uh. If they're playing like, okay, so here's my 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 standards for you know for having a farewell tour. You either yeah. a, a league MVP, once or twice, uh, you've led your team into several deep playoff runs, at least you know winning a ring or a few rings. Uh, you're a staple in the franchise, like one of the franchise's all-time greats. You're a Hall of Famer, surefire Hall of Famer, and um. 
and you finish your career with that team you started with. That's what to me what would get a farewell tour. Like I think Paul Pierce probably would have got a farewell tour if he had played his last year in Boston. Like this is my last season. Whether it's coming off the bench or whatever, and like this is the end for me. And he had a farewell tour. Uh, even even though Michael Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan is a whole different level. He got yeah. one with the Wizards, you know. But I, I just, yeah, like to me, you got to have all all of those things kind of working for you. Impact on and off the floor. Shaq should have got one. I mean, but he played on so many teams, yeah. chasing rings at the Steph end. It just kind of like yeah. it kind of distorted it. Yeah, he kind he kind of watered his own one down. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I think he got a good one. What about Jason Kidd? Mm, nah, too well, many teams. One by what you told me though. Jason Kidd deserves it because if I'm thinking about leading multiple teams to the playoffs, he did. Being a perennial All Star. He was. Um, I'm not. I don't. I don't say MVP because I know that was. I mean, Jason Kidd was playing with a lot of real players back then, so I can't say MVPs. But I mean, he got him a ring. Uh, impact on the game. He had an impact on the game. I mean, I I, I kind of think Jason Kidd would have gotten a farewell tour just from what all he did. For what team though? Well, who who, who did he finish his career with? The Mavs after but, they won a champion after they won a championship, right? Yeah, so he didn't get an opportunity for a farewell tour. Like he was still competing at that time. Was he? Yeah, I don't even remember. But I guess I'm just looking at it like I think if I'm thinking about a farewell tour, I don't really care about finishing with the same team. I just kind of think of if you have an impact on the game, if folks know you for again having an impact on the game, if they if you're willing to sell the crowd out when you're not playing but maybe five minutes a game, to me that's a farewell tour. That's like when I know okay. Um, he wasn't cared about just in Boston or or just in Chicago. He was cared about in whatever city he went to. He sold the game out. So, I guess that's just how. But I, well, that by that definition, did, did Jason Kidd really do that? I would did say he sell games out. The people just come to watch him. Like, I, would I don't put him so. in that ilk, personally. I, I would say, even that, though he's the all-time great to me, but I, I, I won't yeah. put him in, up that high. I would say that, like, if I'm thinking about the Mavericks days, the uh, the Net- New Jersey Nets days for sure, when that was him and Vince Carter, or before Vince Carter got there, when he just had carry them, um, I-, yeah. I would say, yeah, Jason, Jason was the reason folks were coming to games. Like, okay. I-, I wasn't coming for Keith Van, Keith Van Horn as. I mean, I was. Uh-huh. Kenyon Martin wasn't, to me, I mean, he's all right. He's cool. He dunked. He yelled. He screamed. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like Jason was the leader on those teams. Put it like that. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Um, can you think of a footballer? Uh, I really can't think of football farewell. I think the last one I remember was Daryl Green in New Year's this last year. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he was tough. Most football football don't always end well for players. It doesn't. And I'm, they really don't – I'm telling you, they really don't ever announce that last season. They just like midway through the season they know or at the end of the season or they out of the league for a year or two. Like I just I'll be reading about randomly like I just I randomly just read the other day that Steven Jackson from the Rams just signed a one day contract to retire as a Ram. I'm like, this dude been out of the league for five years and he just signed his <laughs> one day contract to retire as a Ram. I'm like, this is absurd. Yeah. That's funny. you know, Jordy Nelson just signed a one day contract with the Packers. And uh, to retire as a Packer, and I'm like, I thought he was out the league for a well. I mean, like you, you just don't know when that was that farewell. I mean, that this is gonna be their last year. Yeah. So, I feel like with Peyton Manning, we knew. 
Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Peyton. Yeah, Peyton. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're right. I feel like that last game he when he won, I was like, yeah, Peyton. He he. Oh, and then Ray up. Ray Lewis. Yeah, Ray. I knew it was Ray last year. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you're right. Football is definitely way different. Um, but I'll tell you what, now that we basically finished up, we're going to do a really quick preview, uh, team previews. We're going to do the Los Angeles Chargers and the Rams this week. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get my Chargers out of the way for fantasy. Uh, Phillip Rivers, uh, I think this is the year he probably starts to decline at age 37 or 38. Not quite sure. I'm not a fat checker. Don't, don't at me. Um, Melvin Gordon, yeah, I would stay away from him. I, I don't like drafting players who actually hold out for real, for real. See uh, Le'Veon Bill as an example, if you think I'm playing. Um, let me see. Keenan Allen, nothing wrong with drafting that guy ever. Um, I would say take him. Hunter Henry, bounce back year, in my opinion. And the Chargers defense with uh, with Joey Bosa leading and, uh, and Melvin Ingram leading, Denzel Perryman leading, you know, Casey Hayward leading. Uh, I would say name the best player on their team. I would I would say go get them Chargers defense. Uh, they can be a sneaky option. They've got an okay safety name, uh, um, Delwin, something like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Tomorrow you can go ahead. Um, I expect a, a, a similar season from last year from the Chargers. Um, uh, they drafted Nasir Adderley, um, to play safeties. Like, uh, they really needed an upgrade next to Derwin James. Who is the best player on their entire team? Um, <laughs> Florida State, Polk County, eight six three, stand up. But um, <laughs> we got uh, they got. I mean, they got a, a a good you know solid core of of um, receivers. Of course, they lost Tyrell Williams, but I really like Mike Williams. Um, I mean, he's a beast to me, and uh, I think he's really going to show out this year. Expecting a lot of big things from him. I know Philip Rivers loved those big receivers. And yep. you started to see towards the end of the year last year, like he was really starting to go um, and target uh, Big Mike Williams um, a lot. So um expecting a big year for him. I'm expecting a similar result, maybe early first – I mean, early playoff exit. I'm not expecting them to, to win it all. But I wouldn't be surprised me to see them in the big game. And I really would like to see Phillip Rivers get to, get to that uh, – get to the, uh, to the peak um, of football and, and, and at least play in the game. So um, I am expecting uh, a similar season from last year for now. So I was definitely expecting them to make the playoffs and uh, with a chance to push for a deep playoff run. I like it. Um, quick over and under. Um, you got Mike Williams over or under eight touchdowns this year. Over. Me too. I think Mike goes crazy in the red zone. Um, Melvin Gordon over or under 1,200 yards rushing this year. Under. Me too. Um, I think they're going to do it just to prove a point. Me too. Like, I kind of feel like they're going to they gonna try to make that happen for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, last thing, Phillip Rivers had, I think, around like 33 touchdowns last year. You got the over-unknown Phillip Rivers, 30 touchdowns this year. Um, i say over. You said 30? Yeah, I think I'm going to i, I say over. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna think I'm gonna decline. I think they might do more rushing this year. Who knows? Uh, oh, I, I want to do something for Derwin James, but I guess I don't know quite what to do. Do you remember? How, well, I guess I'll say over under three picks for Derwin this year. Over three picks, over three sacks. I'm thinking he's gonna get five picks, five sacks, okay, and five 
something five adding up to five as far as fumbles. Uh like the forced and recovered combined. Okay. Um, like that. So five total in the fumble category, five sacks and at least five interceptions. All right. And last one. Uh between Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, over under on twenty four sacks this year. So that'd be about, Ooh, 12, about man. twelve apiece. I'ma say I'ma say Oh man, that's tough. I say over. I'm I, I, I mean, oh man, that's a good number. Twenty four is a good number. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm just gonna go say the over. If, if both is healthy out here, then they'll definitely get it. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then the last thing we're gonna do right quick is the Los Angeles Rams. I'm gonna go ahead and say now. I think Jared Goff has a huge year, but I think Todd really takes a massive step back. Not from a productivity standpoint, but just because they've drafted other running backs that will get action. And um, I think they're going to try to limit Gurley's reps because we've seen what he does over 14 games. And then the last three weeks, he, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wore down. Needs to deny us all this stuff. So I don't think Gurley's going to be that guy you want to just put a first-round pick in because he might not play every game. Uh, receivers, I love Cooper Cup. I love uh, – I love Robert Woods as a sleeper because he, he don't get much publicity. He just goes out there and does his job. Um, I think I, – I don't, I don't think I realized how many – like he had that many receiving yards last year and touchdowns. You have Brandon Cooks and you think about speed all the time. But, um, I mean, they've, they've got two tight ends that they keep saying are going to step out, step out. But I don't know how much you can really do in that offense as a tight end when you get all the weapons around you. And um, – on defense, I mean, you've got that monster in the middle, Aaron Donald. Uh, I mean, yes, nothing you can do with that guy. Um, on, I mean, I know they lost Lamarcus Jordan. Who, who they replaced him with was it Eric Weddle? Yeah, yeah, John, stay your ass away from them boys, please. Um, yeah. don't, 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 don't go chasing nothing ridiculous like that. Uh, yeah, but that's pretty much it for me. What you got, Swan? Um, like I said, I remember my surprise from back is I think that the 49ers are going to win that division this year. And um, I know it sounds crazy right now, but I'm really expecting a lot from Shanahan and uh, that team. Um, I think the Rams take a step back. Um, I like golf. And um, I think he's uh, I think he's he's going to do well. I mean, I love the 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 player-coach relationship he has with uh, Sean McVay. So I'm kind of with you again on, on the whole girly situation with his knee tendonitis and all that stuff. I think that's still going to be effective as an offense. Their defense is, is just not good enough for me um, at this point. And, um, I, I, you know, their offense went downhill a lot when Cooper Cup was out. So he's definitely going to have to come back and be himself. Uh, when they lost him, they really had a hard time replacing him. Uh, Brandon Cooks is a good deep threat. Um, I just, I just, I, I just, I really see San Francisco. Just, I think the division they're going to be too competitive at the top with Seattle and um, San Francisco. They're going to beat up on each other a lot. But um, you know, of course, Aaron Donald could take over a whole game and win it. So, you know, that's always out. I just, I just think that they've downgraded. I don't think that their run game is going to be as good which, of course, will affect their passing game. And Jared Goff started to tail off towards the end of the year last year, too. Yeah. So, um, I think uh, getting Eric Weddle makes them a lot worse. Of course, Eric Weddle is not a <laughs> football player. Um, 
Uh, at this, I mean, at this point in his career, I'm not saying like he's he's never had. I mean, I'm like right now he's good. like he even made the Pro Bowl last year. Like to me, that's laughable. But um um yeah, Eric Weddle is is um that's a downgrade from the Marcus Jordan Florida State. Oh lord. But um yeah, I I just I don't see them. I don't really see them doing much of anything. Um outside of that, you know, Aaron Donald's not Aaron Donald being Aaron Donald. So um I think they compete for a wild card spot. And um, that's pretty much. Oh, I mean, they could very well win the division too, but I can see them right now as uh, competing for a wild card spot in the playoffs. Does a key to lead finally kind of hit that cliff? Mm. Mm. You're gonna I be don't know. thirty-four I, I don't know. this year, I think it is. I don't know. I'm not. I'm listen. I'm never gonna be the one to put nobody on no cliff. I'll just let it happen because like you never know. So uh, I I don't I don't know I can't say one way or the other if he does one thing I can say though about him is that he's probably gonna be hurt at some point during this year yeah because he had it happen last like three or four years in a row yeah he's just gonna miss time but yeah so uh, over under right quick Todd Gurley uh over under thirteen touchdowns this year over I'm gonna take the over too. When yeah, I think I, he's back, still gonna get off. He's gonna get um he's gonna get uh, be a touchdown vulture on the goal line. Yeah, like when I think about it, man had twenty one touchdowns last year. That that just to me it's, it just bothers me. <laughs> it does. I'm just like yeah. good guy. How many three touchdown games did you decide you wanted to have? Um Aaron now Aaron Donald I don't know why his number surprising me as a defensive tackle. He had twenty sacks. Oh, that should be surprising. Over under eighteen sacks this year for Aaron Donald. Over? I'm going over. Good God, that's crazy. You um, that dude, man. I, I've got to believe it's the under. I, I've got to believe the NFL is gonna figure out a way to eventually put three men on one man to stop him. Can't um, stop greatness, man. They nobody's gonna change up there, completely change their entire scheme just to try to stop. You try to scheme around to stop him on certain plays, but they can move him around the D line. You can do so much stuff like they're just. At some point, you're just going to have to line up and win. You can't stop greatness. I don't care how hard you try. You yeah. can't stop it. But eventually, it's going to seep through. Yeah, true, true. And um, I guess the last one, over, under, over, under, over, under eight wins for the um, Rams. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to have to push on that one. I think I can see them sitting right at eight wins. Me too. Because if I'm thinking about the 49ers are going to make it, the Seahawks aren't just gonna go to you know foeing something, and uh, Arizona is gonna win some games in that division. They're gonna, they're gonna beat a couple too. teams. Yeah, they, they're gonna they're gonna shock. They're gonna play spoiler for a few teams, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, a couple games. Um, yeah, I think eight. It'll take probably, a while to figure them dudes out. Yeah, I think eight is probably the perfect number actually. So, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, y'all. First of all, I want to thank y'all for listening. I know we I know we've been gone for a little while, but like Twan said, we're gonna try to do this every Monday. Uh, hopefully, you know, getting towards the season, we'll try to be able to do maybe uh, something where we can do like a pick em on maybe a Friday or Saturday or just something. We, we might just do it on Instagram and just, you know, uh, put a post up or something. But uh, anyway, again, I want to thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, again, catch us on Spotify. Catch us on I- Apple, uh, iTunes podcast, uh, Anchor. Um, Twan, you got anything for them? Yeah, yes, like you said, um we're going to try to get it out here every Monday, so you guys should get it on Tuesday. But please continue to support. Also, reach out, send out, send in your questions from the crowd so we can get them out there to you. 
And uh, hopefully next week we probably can go ahead and get started on our college football previews. And, yeah. Um, oh, oh, hard Delvin knocks. And... Yeah, hard knocks tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Hey, hard knocks tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to go and get HBO back probably about 8 o'clock. I ain't going to do it too early. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but, yes, if y'all do not have a member hard knocks start, we'll probably just do like a little recap every week on hard knocks since it's going to be on Monday anyway. We'll talk about it. So, I mean, yeah, we'll figure something out. But, again, thank y'all for listening. Um, Again, like Twan said, please continue with the questions. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it, y'all. Peace. All right, peace. Thank you.